Hello there. This is Barb and Vicki G. A mother and daughter separated for 30 years. In reunion and writing a book together. Welcome to our podcast, Stronger in the Broken Places. Imagine sharing your deepest secrets. Every week with your closest relative. Messy? Yeah. Life-changing? Most definitely. Hi, Barb. Hey, Vicki. How you doing? I'm great. How are you excited? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I really uh, love talking about how we met. It's one of the epic things that ever happened to me in my life. And I just love talking about it. And talking about it with you is really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, me too. I love that. I love our story, how we met. Although it started with a phone call. Yeah. Which I, I remember getting ready to call you when I finally found your phone number. Uh-huh. I was, I was, I'd been so positive all the time I was searching. And then in that moment, I was just shaking with fear. I was so afraid. And then I realized, oh my God, if I just do this, this, this uh, pain and fear will go away. (laughs) So I picked up the phone and called and uh, I timed it. I timed it so that you would be home on a Saturday morning in a relaxed state of mind. (laughs) (sighs) Midday is the best time to call people, I guess. So, yeah, and then I heard your voice and my world changed. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You said you were afraid. What were you afraid of? Do you know? It was a fear that I caught from some of my friends, I think, Mm. that you might, they were looking out for me, I think, and they said, what if she hates you? What if she refuses to talk to you? Uh, So I think maybe I feared some rejection, but I feared not knowing a lot more because I was worried that I might have made a terrible decision and you might have had a really bad life as a result so it was i i had that fear and then i got back to who i am which is more positive and the courage came back to me the courage that this is something that i needed to do for both of us yeah and i was okay so yeah, a lot of uh, I I know it's it's taking me back. Just remembering when you said you know the hearing my voice, I felt the same way. It was a different journey for me because I was not prepared to hear from you. <laughs> I never expected to hear from you. It took me a few minutes to actually figure out who the heck you were. So <laughs> I, I really thought that I had won a contest when you called me. <laughs> because 
you sounded very serious and 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 businesslike. And you wanted to know my name and you asked me to get a pen and paper. And then when you asked me if I was adopted, a pebble dropped. I didn't come directly because I'd been advised to uh, make sure I was speaking to the right person uh -huh. because this is personal information. Sure. And also that you might hang up and then regret it later and just say, later, mm. you want to talk to me? So that's why I was told to have you write down my number mm. in case we got disconnected. Yes, right. right. Keeping it all impersonal. That was it. But yeah. then, yeah, but then it got serious. Are you adopted? Were you born on this date? Then I knew. Then I could say, I think I'm your birth mother. Yes. And I, I still feel connected to that moment. I, I can, sitting here right now, I can still remember exactly how I sat there and heard your voice through the phone. Um, and it all just started to, uh, like, it was like something... Something felt so profound in that moment. It may sound horrible to compare it to a trauma, but it almost felt traumatic too. I don't know why. And then I felt this compassion for you because you, your voice cracked. And then I realized how huge that was for you to have the courage to call me. It just, it just opened me up completely. And then I felt connected to you instead mm -hmm. of feeling like I had to protect myself from you. Yeah. At least a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's vulnerability. That's, <laughs> it reminds us that we're each, we're human. <laughs> yeah. Cause you've been so, you know, do this, do that. Okay. 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 But I think I'm, I'm really glad that you, that your voice cracked in that moment. I think it was really, Oh, it helped me see that you were a human being instead of um, this anonymous woman that I I thought I would never meet, that I sort of mm -hmm. somewhat vilified my whole life too. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying, I didn't know how hard it would be to say those words, that saying those words would unlock all these feelings mm. from me and bring me almost to tears. Yeah. I wish, I remember I was visibly shaking though. And yeah. I had to like hold my arm to keep the phone from shaking. Wow. <laughs> but then, at, but when I asked, do you, do you want to talk to me after I identified myself? And you said, oh, yes. And I was so glad that it was like you were so sleepy and, and <laughs> mellow because everything, I think everything I said, you say, oh, wow, or oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like you were probably half asleep. No, no, I was... you're just no. overwhelmed. I was uh, wide awake. Um, oh, no, okay. I think I was, I think <laughs> I was just in like this dream world of mm. like that feeling of like, what is happening? It was... <laughs> It was, yeah, it was hard to stay tethered to reality. So I yeah. I probably sounded high, but I was you did. completely sober. <laughs> um, I hadn't even had coffee yet. No, I wasn't tired. or I mean, I wasn't sleepy mm. because the shock of it 
Yeah. Drove all weariness from my, from my body. No, I (laughs) was just in, I think I was just in like another place. I had this feeling in my head, like that, like, you know, that when you hear your own thoughts kind of while, while something else is happening, I'm like almost, I left like you, you and me talking and I went into this other part of my brain. I'm like, what's happening? (laughs) I don't know. You know? (laughs) And I, and I was like, pull yourself together woman. And I, like, I actually kind of coached myself back into, (laughs) into the moment because I was sort of freaking out, but it really did feel, and it still feels that way. It feels like there is my life before you contacted me and there is my life after, and it is a line in the sand, deep and wide. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I feel that. I feel the same way. It was a big deal for me to plunged me back in time all the feelings of shame and not good enough and um that i had successfully i thought buried for 30 years (laughs) 25 years (laughs) i don't think about this i'm fine with it i did the right thing yeah so (laughs) well this is what society tells you you're supposed to do like just oh, the, walk back away then, and don't look back, yeah, right? That's what they told uh, us back then anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it was – that was a big change mm. in my life because the four years of searching, I was in therapy. I was opening up and finding all of these things that I had buried. Mm. And so it made it – possible for me to be vulnerable with you and possible for me to be patient with you when you were coming to terms with being reunited. Yeah. I think you calling me was like, um, it, it just, I became untethered from my life. It was so huge. I had to look at myself completely differently. It dislodged a lot of things that I thought were true, that I'd founded my whole identity on. And it rocked me to the core with fear of you making you mad and then you would go away again. Or upsetting my parents and they would go away. And so it it just unleashed a lot of really old baggage for me. I I had been through therapy to work on a lot of my issues at that point with self-esteem and and, um, especially related to my cleft lip and palate. But I don't think I ever really knew how to deal with my adoption stuff because I didn't know it was there. Being adopted was to have a black hole at my inception of stuff I would, I, I had to just accept that I would never know. And, you know, I'd always have to write not applicable or adopted on all of my medical intake forms. I don't know, being adopted is such a weird head trip. Yeah. When I went to the doctor, I would have to write, they would ask prior pregnancies and I would put one and 
also when I was around other women who had children and they would talk about their children and I just had to keep my, I kept my mouth shut because I was not allowed to speak. I didn't have a right to speak as a mother because I hadn't raised a child. I gave one up for adoption, but that doesn't make a mother. So I would silently sit there, maybe similarly in feeling to when you had to write adopted when mm. they'd ask for information. Wow. I remember asking my mom one time, do you think my birth mother thinks of me on my birthday? And she gave me a hug and she said, of course, honey, of course she thinks of you on your birthday. She probably thinks about you a lot and wonders if you're okay. And how could she not think of you on your birthday? And it was such a loving thing for her to say. I'm saying, oh, yes. I feel really grateful for that. Yeah. But it was hard because the adoption was closed. So you were just, you know, somewhere out in the world or maybe not even out in the world. I, di I didn't even know if you were still alive and if I ever would find that out. It's very odd to not know. It really is, yeah. I remember I used to, uh, when I got a little more self-aware, when I would be out in public, sometimes I would look around and <sighs> calculate how old you might be and wonder, you know, if you might be one of the children walking yeah. with their parents that I could see or in a schoolyard mm. when I was in the schoolyard or something like that. It was... It's, yeah, even when, even when I tried to bury it and not think about it, you, you were constantly popping up because <laughs> you were so beautiful. I, they didn't even want me to see you, but oh. I saw you just for a few minutes through the window of the nursery and you were so beautiful and I was so in love with you just at first sight. You know, Barb, my, my whole life would have been different if I had known that, that you felt that way. I know. Why couldn't they at least tell you that? <laughs> it would have been, it would have really helped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I really thought that you didn't want me. Yeah. And that was, that was a hard, that was a hard thing to, to live with. Yeah, it is. I wonder how many adoptees feel rejected? Probably, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. The only thing I had clarity on with you was um, I was not going to let anything happen to my parents. I oh, remember yeah. that. I was very clear. <laughs> like, yeah. That was the, my strongest truth. Mom and dad come first. Boom. I think you even asked me uh, either the first or the second call, have you contacted my parents? Oh. And I said, <laughs> no, you're 30 years old. You have, you have a right to choose whether you want me in your life or not. Uh, I didn't want to bother your parents with this. They were so lovely. Um, so I called my parents. I made them both get on the phone like I always do when I have big news. And I told them that my birth mother had contacted me. And I remember my mom said, oh, honey, isn't that neat? 
mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so classic mom. And my dad yeah. said, what does she want? Which was so classic <laughs> dad. <laughs> my mom's emotionally supportive. My father is, is protective. Protective. And yeah. that was so, um, oh my gosh, that was just oh, such a relief. And my, my mom got confused during the call because she, or maybe in her mind, she thought that I had said that I found you. And she said, I didn't even know you were looking for her. And I'm like, mom, I, I didn't look for her. And I remember in that question, I heard fear. Oh, yeah. And that may have been entirely my filter or it may have been my mother's truth. I, I'll never know. Or maybe she just, if you were doing something that important, she expected you would have talked to her right. about it before. But it was the first, that was, and that was where my mom and I lived in our communication around everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. but especially around you. And she could never mm-hmm. really tell me how she felt. It was just not yeah. her skill set. And I couldn't tell her how I felt because I was too afraid. And that was our dance. Did they tell me they were, they gave me their blessings? Absolutely. Were um, my mom and I ever, ever able to have a really healthy conversation about you? No. When you flew down to meet me after my parents gave me their blessing and I was just lost in joy. Oh, yeah. If I touched your hand or, or hugged you, it was like I was holding my newborn baby. Mm. It's, uh, it was something that I'd never experienced oh. before. Oh. This was like unconditional, perfect, pure newborn baby love it was so wonderful i just felt oh and so i remember i kind of was holding back still until we hugged and then at over that whole day i just think i so slowly let my defenses fall away i felt the same thing like i just felt about you like i never felt like another living soul it was just unbelievable this and then you were a stranger to me but i loved you i saw you through this lens where you were just perfection like you glowed <laughs> you know which isn't a real yeah. human being but that's okay it was nice yeah. for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry to let you down <laughs> i <laughs> i imagine it's like well you've You've had a child and raised a child, and I imagine it's like when your baby is like a little mini me and wants to be with you, or when they're a little older, maybe toddler, they want to do everything you do. They copy you in your mannerisms, your movements. They just adore you. They want to be with you Aww. all the time. And I is that how it felt uh, to I, you with me? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. You felt you it's felt like, my my sort of adoration of you oh yeah that's nice and yeah and it just felt so so lovely that you would reach out to hold my hand or to touch me when we were talking and Mm -hmm. and especially because i my family was more walled yeah so we didn't have that natural affection Uh, and uh it was very healing for me too you you have been very healing for me and uh 
you make my life a million times better. <laughs> it's been very healing for me too. Well, that is a perfect transition to our next week's topic. Yes. <laughs> Today, it was magical to talk about how we met. Uh, thank yeah. you. It's, it's just Oh, wow. thank you. And next week, we're going to talk about how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Stronger in the Broken Places is available everywhere you get podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Barb and Vicki G. This is not intended to be a substitute for therapy. We are not medical or legal experts. We share our journey only to entertain and inform. Remember to listen to each other. And be kind. <laughs>